This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 29 of Realty Talk with Ellie and and Galen. <laughs> Sorry, adjusting the numbers there. Um, hello, Ellie. How you doing? Good. How are you? Your day good? It was okay. Okay. Um, first time I've seen you. Uh, in a, well, today. When's the last time I saw you? Been recently? Monday? Not Monday since, for the not, meeting. Not since you were inducted into the, uh, the ADKYP um, office board. Yeah, it took them meeting. a long time to agree on that. I was a little nervous. Really? Yeah. Why? Just numbers? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> they like sent me out of the room and I waited a very long time. Really? It, felt like it, for, it was probably like two minutes. It felt like forever. Honestly, they're probably talking about something else, but... The first meeting I went to, they inducted two people, and it took them like ten seconds. <laughs> so I was like waiting on a second. D- different administration now, yeah. so that's yeah, all right. Um, so <laughs> that's good. And um, you've colored your hair since last time I saw you. Yeah, this is my natural color. Is it? Mm-hmm. It was actually a little lighter than my natural color because there's still some blonde. This is in my it, this is my thing with women. Um, I can never tell their hair because then they'll change it and be like, "This is my natural hair color." I've only known you since you've been blonde. I was brown in the winter. Yeah, I was pointing at Jordan. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. I'm colorblind. I couldn't see it. <laughs> That's not uh, how um, it works. So, so Ellie's now blonde for the first time ever. Uh, so, okay. So that that's fine. It is what it is. Maybe you were. I don't know. Jordan. I just found out Jordan has curly hair. So that's. <laughs> I don't even know what planet I'm living on right now. So that's okay. Um, so Ellie, what what's our topic for today that you want? What's your topic? I have a topic, but what's your topic you want to talk about? Um, it's a topic I think we've briefly covered before, but it's realistic expectations for buyers and for agents. And by that, what do you mean? Uh, so just having a realistic expectation as to what to expect. Uh, so starting with buyers, it's looking at what you can afford and realizing that you're not going to necessarily have a 3,000 square foot home on the lake if your budget is anything under 100,000. Um, and I've, I'd say anything under probably 250, but yeah, keep going. Yeah. Probably maybe more, three. Probably yeah, more maybe than three. that. No, but I, I've just found that people sometimes have have an idea that and, and with older people, I get it a little more because maybe the last time they bought a house, the price that they're looking in is is realistic for their expectation. It would have been in, in the, I don't know, 80s, mm-hmm. um, but it is not now because prices are a lot higher. With younger people, I'm not really, sh- maybe it's just because they, usually it's a first time home buyer and they think, okay, I want to spend less than 100,000. I want to have three bedrooms, two baths. I don't want to have to do any repairs. And like that you're not going to, that's not going to happen. Um, maybe if you go on Moore's. <laughs> I no, I agree. There's some of that. I also find the realistic expectations a lot of times is um, on parents, meaning that their kids will go look at the house. Kids love the house. Bring the parents go look at the house, and all of a sudden the parents say it's overpriced. Yeah. Well, it's like sorry, Mister and Mrs. Parent, but look, what? Why do you think that the house is overpriced? And it'll start nitpicking the house and this and that. And I've I've heard it before. Well, I bought my house for seventy thousand. When did you buy your house for seventy thousand? Nineteen eighty one. Yeah, okay. what was the gas prices then? Yeah, okay. It's like, <laughs> all right, so so that that's an invalid argument. Um No, I, I agree. I, I think that's totally right. Um And with, with the speed of things too, or even I've found um 
And I've started trying to educate people a little more as, as I take first time home buyers, because I, I, even though I'm a housing counselor and I do first like pre-purchase classes, I just wasn't aware of the severe gap of knowledge that people have sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. um, I'll have clients who don't understand they're going to need money to close. Um, that's, that's a big one that I've come across people who don't understand it's not going to happen where you put the offer and the home is yours the next day, just stuff that, um, and it's not that they're not smart or anything. They just, they, they just don't know. It's a totally different world. And if they never bought a house before, there's no reason they would know that. Um, but it's just kind of surprising sometimes some of the things that I find people expect and it's like, no, this is, this is a big process. I agree. I, I think sometimes from, at least from a selling standpoint, it could be the time that takes to actually close, um, on a seller's side, the seller's saying, well, my home's going to be, I want this. I want this number. And, and then I always ask them, okay, and this is what I do from a, a listing standpoint. If I'm going to go meet with you, I got to know a couple things. I got to know, why, one, why you're moving. Like, why are we selling the house? And it could be, a, could be you know, downsizing, could be upsizing, expanding the family, could be moving away for work, could be health issues. Why are you selling your home? Um, there's always a, and, and there's always a why. It's not that, you know, I want to, it, there's always a why and there's always a number two is when it comes down to money because there's a timing and there's money. Those are the two factors that you have to consider on everything. What's the money aspect of it? Somebody could say, I want to sell my house for 200000 Okay, great. That's fine. Where did you pull that number from? Like, where, what, what do you need? And what you start after you start having conversations with people and you really get down, it's kind of like anything else. Like, what's the problem? Okay, well, what's the root problem? Like, what's the actual problem that's causing all your other problems? Like, yeah. it could be man, I'm depressed. Well, why are you depressed? And then you could really go down the layers and you find out that maybe you are in a bad relationship or in a bad job or bad, whatever, bad health. Like all these things, that's, what's the root that's causing you this like stress or anxiety up on the top level where it's, it's you know, three, four, five, six levels deep to where the root is. So I find sellers a lot will throw out a number and it's a lot of times not their bottom line number. What's your when I always tell clients, what's your absolute lowest number that you could take that you would still you would still sell and you could make the jump into the next stage of your life, your next what do you, to accomplish that goal? Say their number is one hundred and fifty thousand. Perfect. Okay, one hundred and fifty. Well, then negotiations start happening, and then all of a sudden they're dropping price because they are, were overpriced, and we knew it was going to be kind of a hard sell based on what they needed to get in the current market. All of a sudden, now we're down to 135. Now we're down to 132. So when you told me 150, the problem is by, and I think what people have to understand, when you tell me your bottom line, I'm not running around telling people your bottom line. Like I'm very professional in the sense that number stays between us. Like yeah. it's like it's like going to confession. I'm not going to tell that number <laughs> to people. But what happens is if you tell me 150 and all of a sudden things start going, I'm thinking in my head, we got to get this person 150 because you told me that was your bottom line. And then to come find out, well, Drop to 145. Well, wait, you said we needed to get 150. And to, and to kind of uh, back up a little bit on all this is that when I say 150, meaning we took out all the, we took all the closing costs out, we took what they owe on their mortgage, everything else, maybe they come down as they have to net $70,000. After everything's paid, they want to walk away with $70,000 in their pocket. And that's, that's the other thing I do too is I work not necessarily the purchase price. I work back from it to get what's your net in pocket. That's more important than the purchase price is what are you actually walking away with because you have to know also what your payoffs are. It's like looking at what your gross profit is. Gross profit means nothing. Your net profit is what at the end of the day what you need to look at. So I always find out what your net or net 
proceeds that you need. Well, come to find out if it's 70, then all of a sudden, like, we'll drop it to 145. And like, well, that will only allow you to get 65,000 best case scenario. Well, that's fine. Okay, so then your bottom line is not 70. So what really is your bottom line? And the problem is we've now wasted days on the market or months on the market because the original bottom line wasn't the bottom line. Because when I say, what's your rock bottom? Meaning like, if, if basically if shit hits the fan, what's the lowest you can take? I could take 45,000, still be able, obviously it's not ideal, it's kind of a crunch, but we could make it work. That's the number I need to know because then I can strategically help you guys out a lot better And because so, the problem is we list too high. Yeah. People look at the house, don't make offers, we're chasing the market down. Next thing you know, the house is on the market too long and you get these really bad offers and it, it's, it's just a bad situation. Yeah. Um, so I mean, from an expectation level, sellers sometimes expecting what they're going to get is not good meaning yeah. like it, it's not it's not in line where it should be and i think sometimes you just pull stuff out of thin air well the house down the road is asking x well the, the house down the road asking x is still on the market so it's not worth x yeah. so those kind of things too have to be factored in but but as you get going and, and spend more time in real estate this stuff now becomes easier for you to navigate and easier for you to kind of explain to people and say hey listen like let's let's be smart about this and actually accomplish your goals versus trying to you know, just basically shoot for a star and, and not hit it. You know, you're yeah. not going to hit it kind yeah. of deal. Um, do you have any other realistic expectations that you think? Oh, well, I mean, it's something that we've kind of covered multiple times before, but just realistic expectations for a new agent being that. Yeah. It's exp so explain be that. Slow. Yeah. <laughs> explain that. Cause now you, you've, I, we're now, you know, over the halfway point of the year, yeah. we're in, you know, kind of closing out summer um you know sorry teachers but it's, it's coming um uh, but we're closing out so what what is your perspective now that you've been basically doing this for a full seven months um that things are i mean it takes a while and i've definitely started to see things pick up a little more um just and and things people that i've been investing in are starting to like turn around a little bit for me um people that i've you know been talking to since january are kind of thinking about buying now um and i've also learned that Someone saying, hey, I, like, I think I might be buying a home in the summer does not mean that they will be buying a home in the summer. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and so that's not that something that you can think, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get like what my expectation. And I still want to try and hit it, but it's not, it's not going to happen um, to sell 12 homes um, would have been. I mean, I would have been way past that by now if <laughs> everyone who told me that they were looking to buy or sell um, would have done so. Um, so that's just, you know, realistic expectations. Uh, that's that's great. I think. We've harped on that before, and I, it's kind of cool because I'm that. Trust me, we'll come back to that as you start going along. And, and now that you know, we'll probably ask you after, after year one. And um, I, my first year, I sold three homes. And to be honest, I remember one of them, maybe two. I think I remember both of them. And to be honest, didn't know much. Don't really have any memory of the actual transaction. Um, I remember a couple things. I remember the first house I went to, I didn't know what to do at a walkthrough. I didn't know what a walkthrough was. Like, legit, like, I didn't know we had to do a walkthrough. All of a sudden, my dad goes, yes, yeah, so, uh, oh, cool, you got closing. Did you do the walkthrough yet? I said, what's the, what's the walkthrough? Oh, no. Didn't know about that. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, when I talk about, like, I knew nothing. Like, you guys are so, so far ahead of where I was that the fact that, um, you know, and that, that was yeah that, that was bad so like the expectations meaning that you're not going to make a killing in real estate from year one i always tell people it's a three-year commitment if you want to come i've told this to every single person that's ever approached me about selling real estate is if you want to come to real estate that's 
I'm totally fine with you doing that. Just know it's a three-year commitment till I feel that you will be a position where you could go full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you could blow me out of the water and two or two years. You're not going to do it in year one. Maybe by year two, you're going to be able to pull it off. Maybe. I think that's very, I think three years is a very realistic goal. And to me, that's a goal that you're working towards. Like you're putting work in to get there. It's not just like, I'm just going to get my license and things are just going to happen. I'm going to go full time. Like, no, you got to put your time and effort in. It's kind of like anything else. Like if you're not putting effort into anything you're doing, there's a reason that I'm at the, in the position I am now versus nine years ago when I had nothing is that I'm to the point where I've built up I've built up to a, a position in my career that has taken a lot of time. It's taken a lot of long nights, a lot of early mornings, a lot of weekend holiday appointments, you know, you know, basically getting hung up on calls, this, that, the other thing, like good moments, terrible moments. I mean, all this stuff has built me up into a better agent. Um, and that's what's going to happen with you. It just, it, I'm, it took, it's taken me nine years. It's hopefully going to take you half of that, you know, and I think it will. It's just a matter of, you know, just kind of stay in the course. And, and part of that leads me into my topic, which this past week, um, I would actually say not necessarily this week, last week, and I would say the last week and a half to be week and a half, I'll tie everything in, was the worst week and a half I've had in real estate from a perspective of we've had one deal that was a complete nightmare. And the... Basically, long story short, without going too much into it, there was a lot of miscommunication. I think everybody involved could point fingers here, there, the other thing. What I want to talk about, though, and basically, it ended up I had both sides of the transaction. So the good thing was I wasn't dealing with another agent, which just just an extra piece in the, in the you know another piece in the puzzle. But um, long story short, I did everything I thought I could do. Um, I tried to pull every string and, and make every contact and connection and basically ask every favor I could to try to make the situation better. Um, but at the end of the day, obviously one client hates my guts. And again, I firmly believe, and I've told you this before, if you can go to bed at night knowing you did the right thing, you have nothing to worry about. And I 100% believe I did nothing wrong and I can sleep at night. So I'm totally fine. If they don't like me, that's on them. I don't care. Um, but the idea is that this was a week and a half of basically just getting fucking punched in. Sorry. Well, I guess I don't care. This It's on the explicit game on the show. But basically getting punched in the face um, over and over again for a week and a half. And it was, and Nicole can vouch for this, and it was just a, a, a mess. Well, finally, it closed yesterday. And I won't give all the details because the details basically it's one of those Murphy law. Anything that could go wrong did go wrong. A lot of stuff out of my control. But what I want to stay or kind of go back into, there was three things that I took away from the situation. And, and there's not a lot of times that I kind of like step back and think to myself and almost like take time to appreciate or really like give myself a pat on the back. Because I don't do that often. I know people say to do that kind of stuff. I've just, I'm always like, get it done, go forward, move, grow, all this stuff, expand. But it kind of took me a chance to kind of look back and even though the situation was awful, it was one that I, I was really proud of the way I handled the whole thing in the sense that it could have been very easy for me to point fingers, point blame, deflect the blame off of me, not take accountability for the situation. I think I did the exact opposite. I think I was extremely accountable to everything. I think I was extremely um, proactive in everything. 
I stayed extremely positive in probably the most negative situation I've been in real estate in the sense that there was going to be an end to it. And my thing was, and of course, every a lot of conversations I had throughout the whole thing with a lot of different people, well, if this was different and this was different, and I was like, nope, not going there. I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to say he said, she said. I don't care what happened up to this point. We're at this point, okay? Basically, nothing in the past I can change. I can't. Can't go back. Can't change it. None of us can. We're here. How do we still get to point? Like, we're trying to go from A to B. A to B should have been a straight line. A to B went up, down, zigzag, backwards, forwards, everywhere you could think. So then we got to this point. Now I'm like, well, how do we, we, we know behind us has been all jumbled. How do we get from now our new point A to our still our point B? And I was very good at just kind of finding that tunnel at the end of, the, of a very long road. And we finally found it. Um, the negative was I wasted a ton of time that I shouldn't have to, shouldn't have had to put into it. Um, which is why I'm a week and I'm literally a week and a half later and I'm still catching up from a week and a half ago, which just, you know, obviously it's taken a lot of extra time out of my schedule and, and I've, you know, just, it's just taken a lot of time, which is the thing I value most. And, um, but at the end of the day, it's just one of those things that I find that I really, it's allowed me again, just another negative that allows you to build you back up into a better agent. So I look at the whole situation as it was a negative situation, but I've really found a way to turn it into a very positive light. And I thought I did an extremely good job. I'm very happy the way our office handled it, which is mostly me and Nicole kind of working on it. Um, Nicole really stepped up on it. She did a phenomenal job. She's amazing. Yeah, she, she is yeah incredible. Um, and I think we just, we did a lot of good stuff. And at the end of the day, we accomplished our goal of getting someone in the house and getting the house sold. So um, like I said, so sometimes my big takeaway from that is it does not, it's not always gonna be pretty. There's gonna be ups and downs. There's gonna be challenges. You can talk about this in life or anything in general. Um, this obviously happened to be in a real estate transaction, but at the end of the day, always look for the positive, always look for the solution, um, always take you know ownership of a situation, don't pass blame on people or point the finger. Um, so I think I was able to do all that and, and now I'm just extremely happy it's over obviously, but I think that it was, it was a good growing experience. I got much better as an agent and I think I kind of put things in play from a mindset perspective um, that I will take away as being very positive. So I think anything else you want to add or you want to end there? Mm, that's good. Except office quote. Office quote. Yeah. Do you have one, Ellie? Ooh, you live by the quarry. I live by the quarry. We should hang out and throw things down there. Um, <laughs> oh God. Creed is my if, favorite. If we could go into a Creed one. The only one I think I know by Creed verbatim is the Halloween episode one, which is a very good one. Um, can I do two this week? Yes. Okay. So the, can I do two? I'm going to do two, Ellie. Sorry. I'm, I'm just, so the other Creed one is when they did the, the costume. Uh-huh. And they're interviewing Creed and Creed goes, oh, today's Halloween. That's, that's very convenient. And as he's splattered with blood on his shirt. Um, so as anybody knows, good old Creed Bratton, who actor is named Creed Bratton. Mm-hmm. Um, my other, my other office quote was. The one I was going to do today was when Michael, obviously who hates Toby, goes, he goes, Toby, what do you know? You're a virgin. And he goes, Michael, I have a child. <laughs> Poor Toby. I don't know why I love that line so much, but it's the stupidest line in the world. And But that's it. So Toby and Creed were the two, the two, well, Michael, but... That's good. That's pretty good. We really went down to like some some some, some supporting I hate the characters. Taliban. 
great heroin though (laughs) (laughs) all right uh, all right we got to end there because me and ellie are gonna nerd out in the office for 20 more minutes okay so for uh ellie and galen that is episode 29 of realty talk see you next week